We talk about habits here a lot. And today I'm bringing you Sarah. She's a wife, a boy mom, and a life coach. And she is diving into all things habits, all things routine. We're getting real about mindset and identity, especially like identity with the hot mess mom syndrome, as Sarah likes to call it, and how we can often feel just drained and exhausted by the end of the day because we want to do certain things. We want to change the way that we're showing up day to day and taking care of our home and taking care of ourselves, but we're not doing that. And how can we get from here to there, to that ideal that we want to see? So Sarah today is going to share all about where she was with her emotions and her confidence in her home, literally all the things and how she shifted, what that pivot point was for her that helped her change to be the most confident, excited for everything life has to offer all she has going on. She's working part-time. She works from home as well with her podcast and her business. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's busy, but she was able to make that pivot that really changed how she could show up day to day and just find that time to have peace. So she's going to share with you today, everything from tiny habits to being accountable to yourself. Let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. Hey, Sarah, I'm so glad you're here today. I'm so excited to hear about habits and accountability to yourself and just making life more manageable as a mom when you're wanting to make things happen. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you're at today with being a little more organized and on top of things, even though you have a three-year-old and you're super busy, where did that come from? Like, where did you start and how are you at this point now where you feel more organized and on top of the things we're going to dive into today. Well, Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Um, so I will say probably where it all started was around when my son was about a year and a half. And I remember talking to a couple friends and we kept talking about, um, I call it now, like looking back, I call it hot mess mom syndrome, 
but we, I kept referring to myself as like this hot mess mom. It's like, Oh, I'm just a hot mess mom. And this is just the way things are. And, you know, for me at the time I had accepted that that was just who I was. So I had kind of accepted this identity of I'm a hot mess mom now. Cause I have a baby and that's what happens when you have a baby or an infant toddler, you know, whatever those first couple of years, I would say. And, um, barely got dressed. I was lucky if I showered, my house was a bomb all the time. Toys were everywhere. You know, um, I couldn't keep up with anything. And it literally started with realizing that I had taken on this identity, but that wasn't, I wasn't productive. I wasn't who I deep down wanted to be. If that makes sense. I'm not somebody I'm not OCD. I'm not a clean freak. I'm like a typical normal person who's just likes to have fun, likes to have friends, likes to have a clean house, aesthetically pleasing. Um, And I remember, you know, realizing that this identity was taking over my life and making it completely chaotic. So that's where it started was just recognizing that I had taken on this identity for myself and it wasn't good. It wasn't good for me or my family. I think a lot of moms can relate to that because you get thrown into motherhood, not knowing what to expect, but thinking, you know, what to expect. And it's just this barrage of figure this out and trial by fire. And all of a sudden the stuff that was easy to do, like the dishes and the cooking dinner and the laundry and the picking up after yourself goes out the window. And I think we all experience that hot mess mom syndrome season, but it's really easy with the messaging on social media to be okay with that identity. And just be like, oh, well, other moms are like that too. So whatever, it's fine that I'm a hot mess. I'll just be a hot mess forever. And there's nothing wrong with being in that season, but it's not necessarily a great season to stay in forever and ever and ever, because obviously it affects a lot of things outside of that. So what made you realize that you were in that and that you wanted to make a change? I guess what spurred you on to make that change? Because like I said, it's really easy to go, oh, other moms are in the season too. So it's fine. I'll just stay here. What made you want to change that about yourself? Because some moms might be listening, might be okay with being there now. And that's fine. Zero judgment for real. But if you are in a place where you're just not comfortable living that way, how did you figure that out and make a change? And I will say just to kind of like put a little spin on that too, it's all about perspective. So my perspective for what a hot mess mom was is what didn't serve me. And I think that is where similar to wine culture in moms, you know, maybe drinking or whatever. And again, no judgment. Like I have a glass of wine every now and then that, you know, but it's not one of those things where it's like, I feel like we have this culture of what it is. And then we have the perspectives of different people. And for me personally, I had this perspective of, well, a hot mess mom is, and that's how my life was. So a hot mess mom to me was my house is just going to be upside down and I can't keep up with the chores. I'm always going to have baskets of laundry. I'm never going to, I'm not going to be able to get into the gym and work out and take care of myself and do all the things basically because I'm a hot mess mom. So it held me back, I guess, because of my perspective and understanding of what it is. So I like that you pointed out that one, if you are in a place where you consider yourself air quotes, a hot mess mom, it's all about perspective too. Cause I'm just going to put it out there. I've seen some women on social media and I'm like, listen, there is nothing hot mess about that bun. It looks so cute. <laughs> Their makeup's on point. Like, I don't know what hot mess you're talking about, but oh, I don't know. Stop yes. it. Um, but I will say, I think what 
caused, let's see. So I think what caused that actual like pivotal moment was probably, so I was at a point in that like time where I was making really good money with my business. I also work uh, part-time, like out of the house. I have a corporate job. And I remember just being in, having just unsettled, like in my mind and in my heart, I was just constantly like unsettled kind of feel. I wasn't satisfied no matter how much money I made, no matter what trip I earned with my company or anything that I did. It was just like, Oh, but something feels off. I literally just felt it. Like I think in my Holy spirit inner person, I literally was just like, okay, something's wrong. Something's missing, but I don't know what it is yet. And that's what stirred me to basically seek out, well, what's going on? Like what's happening, you know? And then I started just being more aware of my, my verbiage around my self-talk and my thoughts. And then also I did hire at that time, I decided to invest in hiring a mindset coach. She helped me verbalize and walk through some things as well. And so I think just with the community of people, friends that I had and that I was connected to, and then also hiring a coach and then just being aware of my own thoughts and realizing that something was off, just, just that inner, your inner, I call it my inner Sarah and just listening to that and just being open to, okay, something feels off. So let's figure this out because I'm not feeling this way. Things are going well, like right to standard wise air quotes, you know, making good money. I have a great job that I work part-time that works with my hours. Like I have an amazing husband. I have this awesome little rambunctious energy filled child that I love to pieces, but I just didn't feel, I just didn't feel right. And so that kind of set the journey of stepping out of that identity and also kind of rediscovering, like really digging deep into rediscovering, okay, who is Sarah? Now that I'm a mother, because that does change things. And I'm very adamant about like, yes, you is still, you're still the same person, like after you have a child, but things around that, around you now are, are changing in your world. Right. And they shift. And so I had to kind of start that journey of figuring out like, okay, obviously some things need to change. So that's kind of, I think where that pivotal moments, I would say moments, it was a definitely a progressive, progressive thing. Yeah. And how your routine has to change and your, because of that, your habits have to change in so many things. I think it's really cool that you so emphasize the fact that you had to take a second to be intentional and step back and see a bigger picture and make time to do that because we can get so caught up and constantly just taking on all the things and never sitting down and not making time and being intentional about being silent for a few minutes and figuring out what's going on with ourselves. When we don't do that, we're just going to keep going down this hot mess path or this path of like discontentment and frustration and feeling drained every single day. I've been there, so I get it, but I think it's really cool that you emphasize that so much. And I just want the mom listening to realize you have to take a second to step back and chill out and listen to yourself and listen to what's going on inside your heart, inside your mind with your emotions, because it's not only affecting you, it's affecting the people around you. So it's really interesting too. I just spoke with another woman and she was talking about how she also invested in a coach that helped her process a lot of what was going on after she hit that pivotal moment too. And then you brought up hiring a coach and I feel like a mom listening who maybe is a stay at home mom 
doesn't run any type of business might go, what does that even mean? Like, how do you hire a coach? That's for like athletes. That's for professionals. Even before getting to that point, you can listen to podcasts. That's literally what you and I both do to pour into moms. You can read books by people. You can get coached by people without having face-to-face time with them. Um, If you have friends that are maybe like a few steps or more put together, quote unquote, than you are, that's a way you can seek out just that wisdom and advice and quote coaching without taking that huge step of investing in a life coach or a mentor or something like that. It's all around us. It just takes that moment again of slowness and sitting down and saying, what's going on right now that I need to address because I'm a mess right now. And I don't want to feel this way. So I think it's really cool that you brought that up. What did you have to change? Like what habits did you have to change? How did you approach things differently after that moment? Obviously there was that pivotal moment that we talked about, like that time frame of me recognizing it. But I remember um, speaking of coaches before I hired her, she was doing these like free groups on Facebook. And I remember she did like a free training and she said this like one little sentence that kind of changed my life. Um, she said, you know, I want, and this is her speaking to us in the training. She's like, I want you to, we're going to start this training by you repeating after me. And I want you to say, I take radical responsibility for my results. I really took that in. I listened to her training and I kept thinking about that phrase. And I'm a thinker. Like I, I want to dissect. I want to understand completely. Like I'm not one of those people that can like listen to somebody talk and say a word that I don't understand. Like I interrupt. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I need to know, you know? (laughs) And so I remember just breaking that down and being like, I need to take responsibility. You know what I mean? Like I have the ability and power to change my circumstances. There's things that are out of our control, but there's so much more in our control in our lives that surround us. And it's one of those things where it's like, are you taking responsibility for it? Or are you just kind of trucking along and surviving, I guess is maybe the right word. And I remember realizing, okay, first I need to take responsibility. And so through the coaching process, obviously, you know, I was reading books at the time. So like, like you said, there's a lot of free resources. Um, podcasts are amazing, especially if you find the right person, there's a couple books out there that were like life-changing and it all depends also on what you're looking for, you know, whether it's with business or mindset or emotions, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. But after that, it was, it was, I would say habits and systems became a big part of it. And for me, if I'm just being really, really honest, I was like, eh, who needs a routine? Who needs systems, habits, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm such a rebel. And I was like, I could never do blah, blah, blah. But that was me. That was my mental. And that was just mindset. That was what I was believing identity mindset. That's what I believed. And so therefore I didn't do anything, but once I adjusted that and I said, no, number one, I'm taking responsibility. Number two, I can do these things because they are going to better my life. And that includes creating habits, includes creating systems. It includes doing things that maybe I won't like at first because it's always hard until it's easy. That's just a whole nother episode. So I started doing little things to start that habit snowball and I just made it fun for myself. So I will say that like, whatever it is that you do, I'm somebody who loves to do things that are fun and exciting and aesthetically, like visually pleasing. So like I would get 
I started getting a bunch of uh, sticky notes. I got a really cool habit tracker. I got a fun planner. I got like 5 million colorful pens. Don't get 5 million colorful pens and waste your money. But point is I made it fun and exciting for myself. And through that process, I started building and stacking little habits throughout my day. And I started very, very, very small. And that's what's led me to where I am today, where I'm like, do I have it all together? No, there's still a lot of things that I'm working towards and being better at. But let me tell you, there is something amazing. When you said, sometimes we just need to sit back and just like breathe. I have never had so much peace in my life to where I can just sit outside. Mind you, this is usually when my son's napping because otherwise he'll be talking to me. But (laughs) (laughs) if I'm being real, you know, sit outside. And I've been doing this a lot lately. But I literally, no phone, no noise. I listen to the birds and I just watch the clouds move. And I'm like, just in awe of how much peace you can feel because there's things in my life that I've been able to adjust through habits and systems that have given me that peace now to where I don't feel like I'm in this hustle mode 24 seven. And I don't mean just business. I mean, like hustle of life. So having that peace and joy is I'm telling you it's it's priceless. It's so priceless. Absolutely. I just got this visual, you know, when your clothes drawer gets really disorganized, it doesn't happen to mine. It happens to my husband's drawers, but I reorganize them for him like a good (laughs) loving wife. Cause I'm the organizer of the family and that's my gifting. So I do it for him and I love doing it because it actually is kind of a stress relief, but (laughs) you know how when they get really messy, you might not even have a lot of stuff in the drawer, but you like can't close it or stuff is always hanging out the sides. But then once you organize it and put it in the systems and fold the clothes, put them in the right spots that they need to be in and give it organization, you can almost fit more in the drawer and it closes nicely. That's, I feel like I just got that visual, that metaphor with what you were saying. Once you get things in their right place and in the right order for your life, for where you're at right now the door is going to close so much more easily. <laughs> Gives you that time and that space to just be still and silent. And that's so needed when motherhood is like constant noise and constant doing, you need that space for yourself to just be quiet sometimes. So what kind of habits did you work in at first? What does your day-to-day look like? How did you make those things habit? You said you started really small, which I'm all about one thing at a time, start small, master it, move on. Like that is what I teach. I am all about that. So how do you teach that tiny habits concept and what does it look like? Okay. Well, I will say it did start with making my bed and I did time myself one day and it takes me about 45 seconds to make my bed, but I did not do it for years. And I don't know why I think that it was just one of those things where I have a squirrel brain. I walk, I leave my room, I go back into my room and I see that the bed's messy and I'm like, I'm going to make that. Then I got to pee. And then I walk out, I'm like, I'm going to make that bed. And then I got to go get something out of the kitchen or my coffee cup. I left it somewhere. So I'm trying to find it or I can't find my phone, you know, and then before the, before you know it, the bed's not made and it's 10 o'clock at night. So that was one thing that I said, you know what? I want to start with something that's going to make me happy visually. It's going to just make me happy. And I knew that the bed, when I did make it, it made me happy walking into my room because I don't know, it just somehow aesthetically, you're like, yes, my bed is made. So I did start with that. I will say, if you do not make your bed, (laughs) we're going to start there. Now from there, I will say, I think I would put on. So what I was saying about like the sticky notes, all the pretty things, I have a habit tracker. I have a weekly habit tracker where I get to check off things. This is my accountability to myself. 
So this is showing me and reminding me because to me, if you have accountability and you have reminders, just, I believe firmly that every mom, the world's already busy. And then now we have children. So now there's even more of a distraction 24 seven. Okay. Cause you know, you're always on, doesn't matter what time of day. So there's accountability to yourself, but there's also reminders. We just need them. Okay. And most moms that I've met, their brain will squirrel. That's just seems to be the common, <laughs> the common yeah, denominator. It absolutely well. does. <laughs> yeah. That thought will pop oh. into my head like 16 times. And if I don't write it down or put it in my like task management system that I use that is attached to my phone and my laptop and everywhere, I won't do it. <laughs> yeah, forget it. It's gone. Oh. And then it's gone the next second. It's weird. Yeah. It's, and then know? when it comes back, it's like this gorilla on your back that you're like, I know I need to do that, but I keep forgetting. And then you forget again. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So this was a vicious cycle for me. So I said, okay, you know what? Let me, um, let me, let me write it down on a sticky note. So I don't like, I, it was very particular about my sticky notes. I bought colorful ones because I like bright colors. Um, I would stick them on my countertop because I'm always in my kitchen. So I was strategic about where I placed my sticky note. I was strategic about, I wanted it to be pleasing to the eye and just fun for me. And so that was buying the colorful sticky notes and the lined ones. Cause for me, I have to have lines. So I started off by writing two to three things a day. So I would write on the top like Monday and I would write make bed vacuum do one load of laundry. That's actually probably not where you should start. You should probably start even tinier than that, but let's just say you want to start with a few things, right? And maybe that's all you accomplished that day. That is all that I did. And what I did was on my habit tracker, I actually would check off every day that I did whatever it is that I had planned. So making my bed every day, it took me, I know there's a science behind it. They say 21 days or something. I don't know. took me about two to four weeks, somewhere in there before it became so satisfying to me that not only did I, was I making the bed every day, I looked forward to making the bed every day because I knew that I was going to be happy walking into my room. So once I was able to do that, okay, so now what's left on my list is like one load of laundry a day and vacuum the house. And I didn't vacuum the house every day. It was like every other day or at the first time, I think it was like three times a week or something like that. And so whenever I would keep accomplishing these things, and once I got into this like rhythm of like, okay, that's done, knocked out, I would add something else to my list because now I've developed this habit and I personally don't have like, um, like a times routine. So I don't say like nine o'clock, you got to do this. Like when I think of routines, I don't get super strict with it because I'm like, you know what? You have kids, things can change. Maybe you had an appointment, maybe you had blah, blah, whatever. But if you get in a routine to where, you know, like, okay, these are the days that I want to do this. These are the days that I want to do that. And you build these tiny habits that only take, I've timed how long it takes me to vacuum. It's less than 15 minutes. There's no reason why I can't do it, but it didn't get done a year and a half ago. Let me tell you, my toilets were lucky if they saw a scrubber. Okay. So (laughs) I'm encouraging to hear because I'm, I have been in that place. I'm still in that place with certain things that I probably need to make tiny habits. And I think it's cool too, that you keep bringing up that you timed yourself on these things you kept putting off because it almost proves to your, your brain, to your mind that it's not going to take as long. It's not this big of a task that I think it is. And something a lot of my clients realize, and I realize this too, with certain things is I make it out in my head to be bigger and more difficult of a task than it really is. Right. Yeah. Oh, 100%. (laughs) I swear vacuuming took me 
I swore in my head, it took me hours. So you were using <laughs> your habit tracker to, imp- uh, to implement these tiny habits and make them routine and like reach this point of cool. This is satisfying. Like I'm happy with taking this on, on this consistent basis. Now, how did you improve on those tiny habits or are you still at this point implementing tiny habits? Like, what does that look like? Does it get bigger? Does it get more difficult or do you just keep tacking things on? Is there a point when it gets too much and you're like, I'm just going to coast with where I'm at now. I think with everybody, it's a little different. And the reason I say that is, um, so I have a really good friend and she works full-time and her husband works full-time. So my husband works full-time, but I work part-time and run a business. So there's more hours of the day that I am in my house. So therefore, and this is a great reminder of do not compare your journey and your life to somebody else's because maybe they have more kids, less kids. Maybe they have more hours there in the house. Maybe their travel time to and from work looks different. Maybe they work from home. You know, there's a lot of variables that are not going to line up to the same. They're not going to be the same situation. So I think for me, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, you know, this is the amount of time. I know my schedule is kind of consistent, um, for my job. I don't go until usually like five o'clock at night. Right. So I know I have from when we wake up till four 30 to do whatever it is I need to do. And that includes all the things, you know, between eating and uh, nap time and going to the store, doing groceries, running errands, whatever, whatever. I started off with, okay, I'm going to vacuum and I'm going to do this, this, and that. And even one of the little things, um, it can be as small as like one of my things on my tracker right now is stretch for five minutes, five minutes a day. That's it. I usually do it at night, right before I go to bed, because it just feels good to do it. And it kind of just relaxes you. And I think stretching, I think we all need stretching in our life, to be honest, <laughs> more than five minutes, but start with just a very small achievable thing. Okay. My next thing is going to be adding five pushups before bed, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> so I, it does build, but what's really cool about small habits and stacking them, developing that routine and developing that daily um, system for yourself is it kind of gets addicting. So a couple nights ago, my, my husband it's, it's now turned into, so I'll give you kind of a rough sketch a year and a half ago. Let's just say my bathrooms didn't get cleaned. I'm just going to be honest. Unless we had guests, we did not clean the bathrooms. Like we didn't care. It was just, I couldn't figure out how to do it. It was a mess. I vacuumed maybe once a week, you know, the dishes were kind of sort of done half the time, but we would fill the sink up over and over again, the counter Island. I have this big Island in my kitchen. It was always full of junk. Um, bed was never made clothes were always in the baskets. Like that's kind of just what my life looked like. And I felt chaotic all the time. Now I vacuum four times a week. I mop twice a week. I always, every night before I go to bed, I clean off the islands and wipe it down and clean off the counters. And if there is some dishes left, which does sometimes happen because I get off work late and I don't, and I want to go to bed is I do put them in the sink. So they're ready to be done first thing in the morning. And the living room is clean. And so when I walk into my house, looks pretty. And I always talk about like just aesthetics, you know, and it does something to what we see and then how our mind processes. It just, I know there's science behind it, but I'm not a human behavior specialist. I just know it works. So for us, it was funny. He, the other night was like, so what's up with this OCD cleaning thing? (laughs) And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, you, you just vacuumed. And I said, yeah, but it's Wednesday. And I vacuum again <laughs> because this is now part of my routine. Does the house need to be vacuumed four times a week? Eh, 
probably, I mean, I guess you could vacuum every day, you know, whatever, but probably not. It doesn't need it that much. Do the counters, we didn't even use the countertop. I still wipe it down. It takes me 15 seconds and it keeps that habit going. And what happens is the motivation and excitement for what you're doing builds. What's the word? Your belief in yourself, the motivation rises, the belief in yourself, and then also just the excitement to do all the, to do those things creates like a momentum and a snowball effect. So I talk about the snowball habit effect and it just, you start to build more and more and more on that because you get excited about all you've accomplished and how far you've come. So looking at what I was able to do a year and a half ago to what I can do now is night and day, but I still have the same one child. I still have the same husband and (laughs) I mean, it's all the same circumstances, variables surrounding. I have the same job. I still have the same business. Like it was just a matter of me managing my time, creating those habits and those systems, and then being responsible and knowing that, you know what, I get to make these decisions to change them. And if I don't want that, okay, then, but I I wanted it. And I knew that I needed that in my life. And that's where that peace, that joy, all those other components start to come because now you have space mentally, emotionally, in your physical world, you have this space now to just take a nap if you want to, go for a walk, relax, take a night off and not do a bunch of cleaning for hours. Like it's, it's just, it's so worth it. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And I love that they're compounding. It's not (laughs) when you did the comparison of like what your house used to be like and your routine used to be like to where you're at now it's worlds different. Right. And hearing that makes you go, Oh, she's perfect. I'm sure I started to get that sense too. Oh, she does so much. That's amazing. That's hashtag mom goals, but how would I get there? But like you said, it was tiny habits and just not stacking them, but like building them into your routine, building them into your, almost your subconscious where it's like, Oh, it's Wednesday. I just vacuum. It's just part of how our day works and it gets more efficient and more effective. And that is so doable that you can just pick one tiny thing. And you were listing how you wipe off the counters and vacuum four days a week compared to once a week. I'm sure it went from once a week to twice a week to twice a week to three Mm -hmm. times a week to three. Like it wasn't just all of a sudden you jumped to vacuuming four times a week. Every single one of these, the daily cleaning up the living room and the dishes and the counters and the bed being made, those were broken up into even smaller habits. And that's so doable. And I think it's so encouraging to hear that you can go, okay, what's my one thing right now I'm going to pick that's doable. And I'm just going to rock it and get it so consistent that it's subconscious. I don't even think I just go do it and then I can pick another thing. It's so doable to just add those on yeah, one thing at a time. Um, that down. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> one thing at a time. That's like, yes. the key. that is like my life phrase. Gosh, I appreciate everything that you shared so much today. Cause I've taken away a lot that I can start doing, but also just keeping my, my life more organized in general and taking on things I want to take on. They're broken down into baby steps and it's possible to make those things habit. And that's really cool that you get to help women with that. So, um, something I ask every guest at the end of our interview is about tough love. So tough love is defined as love expressed in a straightforward manner to promote someone else's well-being. So basically you're just going to shoot straight with someone because you care about them deep down. You want the best for them. So you're just not going to beat around the bush. You're going to be straightforward. So with that in mind, what do you want to leave these moms with today when it comes to habits and staying accountable to yourself? What do you want to leave them with? 
coming from somebody who's a total rebel and who does not like to do anything in order and who doesn't just believe because that's who I quote unquote am and my personality. Don't let that stand in the way of you being able to do things that are going to better improve your life. Amen. So I say that with the most love because, you know, for the longest time I, there were, I did two, there's two different things, right? So once we, I did a lot of study about personalities. So I've learned to understand my personality type and what I'm drawn to and what I'm, I uh, rebel against naturally, but you either take that information and you use it in your favor to work on the things that you're weak in and that to improve on the things that you're strong in, or you use it as an excuse to keep you from bettering yourself. And really to me, I am so passionate about that. You can probably hear it in my strong, stern voice, (laughs) but I'm so passionate about that. Like I get it. You know, you have strengths and weaknesses that might be different from mine. Or maybe we're similar, but at the end of the day, do you want to be better? Do you want to be better tomorrow? Do you want to be better next year? Do you want to, you know, show up better and, and improve your life? If you do, you're going to have to do things that are one going to make you uncomfortable. And I, you know, I talked about this earlier, it's hard until it's easy, but what's the cool thing about these tiny habits and all these things that you implement, it's not that hard honestly. And that's the fun thing about it. And backtracking before I get off tangent is yes. I think that you just need to remember that don't allow the way that just, that's just the way you are in your life is like, don't let, don't let that hold you back. If you want more and you want better. Okay. Let's, let's take responsibility for ourselves. Let's take responsibility for the results and the things we can control. And a lot of times we give ourselves an out. And usually that out is well, I'm just like this or whatever. I could have used that and it would have been fine, but I would have been in the same place that I was a year and a half ago. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so good. Where can people find you and connect you and and just get more of all your goodness that you share? Oh, thanks. Um, so you can either, uh, email me at shift with purpose. That's all spelled out or, and you can also, I would love for you to check out my podcast. It's called the beautiful shift. And basically this is part of what I talk about stepping into motherhood. It is the most beautiful journey, but there, it requires a lot of shifting and, and on so many levels, mentally, emotionally in your physical worlds. And, you know, even spiritually, like there's so many different components to it. And it's a matter of, okay, step-by-step trying to figure that out. And sometimes we need a little, we need a little help and that's okay. And that's good to, to seek that out. (laughs) Absolutely. To seek out that free support and guidance and education so you can grow and be better and maybe down the road, right? Like hire a life coach or some sort of mindset thing that's going to help you get to that next step. So gosh, thank you so much for sharing today, your heart and tiny habits, all these things that truly can 180 your life a year from now, if we just start small. So thank you so much today, Sarah. Absolutely. Thank you. I don't know about you, but I can absolutely relate with the cleaning, not being up to par with where I would want it to be. And I already know the things I'm going to start implementing, the tiny habits I'm going to start picking 
to implement and just make routines so I can find time and find that space, not only to have more peace in my life, but to add in the other habits, right? We build those things one brick at a time. And I'm so grateful Sarah got to share that with us today. Make sure you go connect with her, go find her on Instagram, go listen to her podcast and just get all the gold when it comes to habits and being accountable to yourself. I hope today served you. Go find one tiny thing that you can start implementing. And if you haven't started making your bed, start right there. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.